live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. Well, it's Brad Boyd filling in for Mr. Jordy Holtberg today on the Jordy Holtberg Show from 2 to 4 p.m. We're live right here at the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. As always, James, thanks very much for inviting me back over today to fill in. Uh, love coming over here, talking sports, and just uh, you know living up with you guys for a couple hours. Oh yeah, no doubt. I'm glad you're back. It was, it was fun. It was definitely interesting last time. Yeah, we sure. said you said you was going to invite me back, so I appreciate it. I mean, oh yeah, I did a, a decent job, and uh, you know to fill in for Jordy, that's big shoes, man. From one shooter to the next, you know that's uh, you know even though he was a lefty, you know I guess he'll pass, <laughs> yeah. it, pass it on to the righty, you know. Uh, and I didn't know that about Jordy, man. I ran into him randomly, or I maybe inbox or message him about uh, just you know I didn't know he played ball, and uh, that was shame on me because they, they they tell me he was a hell of a player. I was gonna he was, say he's an LSU you know, legend. Yeah, legend, man. Uh, uh, the, the blonde bomber, I think, is what they what he goes by his nickname. He probably won't call himself yeah. that, but I think that's what they that's what they say about him, the blonde bomber. So from one shooter to the next, I can respect that, you know. And uh, getting over here just in time, you know, rushing uh, through that Lafayette traffic, we had. Uh, uh, Brad Boyd basketball, shoot the rock basketball camp this week, uh, Monday through Thursday, over there in the great city of Youngsville, Louisiana, at the Youngsville Sports Complex. Um, so just rushed over here to fill in for the fill in for Jordy and go talk a little sports, talk a little Brad Boyd basketball, maybe bring up uh, uh, some NBA playoffs. You know, NCAA tournament just finished off with a with a bang in New Orleans. That was huge uh, for the city. Uh, as a whole, as far as a lot of sports people, I know a lot, a lot of my friends, coaches in college and uh, high school in the area and the state uh, all went down there and visited and had great times down there. Um, you know, so we're going to touch on a couple things. Man, first thing I wanted to bring up, uh, James, man, I had a great time last Thursday at the inaugural, the first ever uh, at Coach Dez golf tournament over there at Kane Row uh-huh. uh, in New Iberia, Louisiana. Talk about a great time, man. I, I went out there about 8 o'clock. Uh, stayed till about 12, reminisced with a bunch of good – you know, when we played basketball, when I played basketball at UL, we were really cool with the football team. We stayed in the same floor uh, at the conference center, the second floor uh, or third floor. I can't remember which floor it was. I think it was the second floor of the conference center. And, you know, just, you know, you know, so excited that Dez is the coach now. But just to see guys like uh, Lamar Morgan come back to coach and just random players. Uh, Richie Falgu was out there hitting the ball. Fisher was out there. Uh, even got ran in with Brad Bustle, man. It was pretty cool to see uh, Coach Bustle's son now back in Lafayette on the staff as well, and uh, seeing those guys hit some golf balls and you know cut up and hang out at the golf course was was really cool, man. Met a lot of lot of uh, old Cajun fans, a lot of new Cajun fans. They just had a ton of people out there. I was I pulled up maybe eight fifteen. The parking lot was full. Uh, <laughs> I, um, shout out to Eric Hike uh, and Judge Hike and uh, Andre. Uh, uh, Hugh Andre, the owner of the golf course, were putting. On, I mean, they had fifty teams, four player teams, four teams, uh, four men's on, four men on a team, and it just was to see the support out there for uh, Coach Dez, which we knew the support was going to be there. But just to go to an event like that in the parking lot, we had to park way in the back and walk to the course, and 
they had a rainstorm the day before. It was funny. Uh, uh, Mayor Josh Gillery was out there, got to rub elbows with Josh Gillery, talk it over with him a little bit. And um, we were joking because the, the golf course drained so fast. Uh, the night before, it was storming, pouring down rain, and I start, started feeling bad. Like, I hope they have the golf, you know, the tournament tomorrow. And we got to the golf course at Cane Row, and it was dry, you know. Um, they did a, a a really nice job of fixing that course up and uh, being a gracious host uh, for the Dez. Uh, first first annual inaugural uh, Dez golf tournament. It was pretty, pretty good. Great food, great music. Uh, they had a lot of fun events, a good silent auction that was also pretty cool as well. So just wanted to mention that, man, that the support for Coach Dez is uh, is through the roof, man. And uh, I know he's going to do great things over there leading that program. Um, so what else we want to jump into next, James? I know we got the lines open. I know they can – can they call in this hour? Or how's oh, it working yeah. on the Jordy show? Do people call in the Jordy and, and, and speak with him a little bit? Uh, um, we, we usually don't open up the phone lines for whenever Jordy's here, but hey. If you want to call in, yeah, give us some, give us something to talk about. I know we're gonna mention uh, what you want to jump into. You want to talk? Let's talk a little NBA playoffs, man. The Pelicans last night. You want to hit on them? Yeah, let's talk okay. about the Pels, man. It was, uh, you know, because it was a game where you watched it, and then I turned it off and went to the back and did a couple <laughs> things, folded some clothes, yep. and then had to get uh, some chores done. Yeah, you know, came back, flip, flipped the station here, there. Flip, oh, they down six, and then they tuned back in, and then it lasted a little while, then and then. Uh, and then uh, they took over again. But, man, to cut it back to six was uh, impressive. I like the Pels, man. I don't really have a favorite player on the team, but just because they're from New Orleans, you know, from Louisiana, uh, and and, I, and everybody knows I've been a huge LeBron fan, uh, but it's coming to an end, you know. And it's not necessarily a Lakers fan or a Cleveland fan or a Heat fan, but it was a LeBron fan. So we have to ride that, you know. But now I really, you know, like the Pelicans, man. They uh, and and I, and I played against Willie Green, you know, to tie that all in back in nineteen, uh, no, two thousand three. Uh-huh. Uh, the coach of the Pels, which is now Willie Green, he played for Detroit Mercer, and we got invited. Uh, uh, Jesse Evans at UL, he had all the connections. We got invited to the Cal tournament, uh, so we go to Cal to play first round. We play Detroit Mercer in uh, two guard versus two guard. Uh, Willie Green matched up with Brad Boyd, and he was <laughs> he was their best player. I wasn't our best player at the time. I was our leading scorer on the team, but I wasn't the best player. Um, and we matched up, and I, I got the better half of them. I, I, I scored, I think, 26 in that game, 24, Ooh. 26 in that game, and we got the dub. Um, and then we got drummed by Cal in the finals. But, you know, that was a good memory from that trip to beat uh, Detroit Mercer and beat Willie Green. And I've seen him over the years. He had a little boy uh, in the New Orleans area when he played for the uh, Hornets. I think it was the Hornets back then. He played for them for a little while. Mm-hmm. And he did the AAU scene, too. He had an AAU team or he helped uh, his son's AAU team. And we'd see him at the Lario Center in New Orleans, different gyms. And he was really – uh, you know, I like guys, I like coaches and uh, famous people that can take the time to talk to the to the regular person, especially when they're out at events. Some people don't like to be bothered or this or that, but Willie Green was uh, fresh in the NBA and he stopped and talked with everybody and just was a, uh, as you see him on the sideline, a generous and courteous uh, coach. He is, is, he's that as well as a, a regular human being as well, I could say. so. But man, so uh, Pell's where are we going next? Are we going uh, – I didn't even realize it was the first game, second game. Yeah, game, game one was last night. Right. And then they'll be back tomorrow, but they'll stay in Phoenix. But then Phoenix, they yeah. come back on Friday to New Orleans in the blender. Oh, it's going to be – it's going to be packed. It'll oh, it's got to be. Gotta be. It's going to be so loud. That's a great arena. It's not the biggest of arenas. I think it's one of the smaller ones uh, in the NBA yeah, uh, uh, capacity-wise. It, it, it kind of feels a little small. Right. Uh, but I think it's seventeen, eighteen thousand. I think they can get in there. 
uh, somewhere in there. But it's kind of it's, it's up. Like if you're on the top deck, I've said in a couple games, most of the time it's in the second level where it's kind of over the court. You really, there's all good seats. All the seats are pretty good mm-hmm. inside that arena, you know. Uh, so you know it's going to be loud, especially if we can steal a win. We know we're right there. You can play with them. You play with them for two quarters, you know. I mean, Phoenix is really good, and they're really, really good at home. But maybe if you could steal, steal one win and then come back on, um, what you said, Friday? Yeah, they, they, oh, they come back Friday. Oh, and on Friday, too. It's going to be, oof, New yeah, Orleans they, is going to be nice for that. That arena is going to be loud, loud for that one. What, what, what have you thought about uh, Jose Alvarado? Because he, he's quickly become, like, one of the players I'm like, oh, I really like this guy. Not just because of his number, because my favorite number is fifteen. But I've also right. <laughs> I, I've also liked that he's just like come out of nowhere and he's kind of kind of been a meme so far. Almost, but like a good type of meme because he's like you n- you never expect him coming because he's hiding in the corner next to his bench and right. all of a sudden right. he I, just comes up behind you and steals the ball. You know, you know. I'm glad you said that because uh, <laughs> there's a meme out right now. It uh, oh they did their homework and it it shows a team right before they're gonna take the ball out. They look to the corner to see if Alvarado's in the corner over there sneaking on a play because uh, he's gotten that uh, he's gotten that away for for a couple times already where he waits for them to take the ball and they're kind of not paying attention just runs right behind him and uh, and scoops the ball or steals the ball from him. But one team it kind of kind of prepared for it where they were uh, looking over to the see if he was in the corner and sure enough he was waiting over there and they uh, they threw it in and it kind of avoided him trying to steal the ball. Uh, where did he come from? Is he a G League player or? I'm not sure exactly, but I, I remember. I haven't seen him in the league before, huh? Was he on a different team last year? I think this is his first team. Cause first I remember, team, yeah. I remember he talked about he's just some guy, like just some basketball player, and he's from New York or New Jersey. Wow. He's he's from the, the Northeast area. So it, it, it was just quite a pleasant surprise in the fact that he's gotten a four-year contract extension shows like they have confidence in him. No doubt. And they definitely showed out. Right. On a playoff team, it's not just some random team that was just, oh, need to sign a player here. They were, they, they're in the playoffs and he's getting to play in the playoff game. That's, <laughs> I love those stories, man. You see those guys that just happen to get a spot in the league and then they, you know, they turn it into something. This guy's going to get a four-year contract and we can't even name the college he played at. You know, it's just a, it's just a funny thing to look at stuff like that. Uh, but right here, man, the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We actually got a chat on the hotline. Oh, nice. You Let's want, go. I want to chop, chop it up with you. Hey, Brian, what's happening, my man? Not much, man. Just trying to come up with some topic to talk about. Uh, my wife says I love to talk. This shouldn't be hard, but, man, it's not the easiest things to do, especially when they got the camera on you and, and they say ready, go, you got to go, man. So what's going on? Nothing, man. Listen, man, my little boy's 11 years old, and he just started playing basketball uh, a couple years ago. Uh, and I just want to let you know, man, he loves your basketball camps. <laughs> uh, I mean, unbelievable camps, man. I can't, I can't uh, thank you enough for the stuff that uh, he's grown into liking basketball uh, more and more and more. But, Brad, I want to get your opinion. This is kind of off subject. Uh, how do you feel about kids uh, that age, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old? Uh, playing multiple sports, and when do you think they should uh, start maybe uh, concentrating on one sport uh, that they might love to maybe, uh, you know, uh, not everybody plays to the next level, obviously. Right, right. But, uh, what's, your, what's your feelings on that, man? And uh, and uh, I just want to thank you again, Brad, for all that you do for the community of Biddy Basketball uh, as well, my man. Uh, thank you, buddy. Hey, man, listen, before you hang up, who's your son? Uh, Gavin. Nice. Topo. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So I'm this morning, too. Oh, yeah. He's always there. That's a camper, man. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that, too, man, because, you know, we really try to 
uh, teach the game of basketball. You have to you have to correct some kids here and there, but man, we really like to have fun, and I think those kids enjoy that the most. We play a lot of music, we do do some dance yeah. competitions, and you know a lot of sayings and give me two claps and stuff like that, and make it really fun on top of you know giving them some knowledge. So I really appreciate you calling in and saying that, man. But and and to get absolutely, man. Yeah, thank you, man. And to get back to your question, uh, uh, Hold on. thank you, Brad. Yeah, no problem. Uh, to get back to his question about when do you think maybe you should specialize in one sport or not? Me personally, I would I would kind of wait till high school, you know, and uh, and not necessarily you have to play one one sport in high school, but if you're gonna make that decision to play one sport, I wouldn't make that before uh, before my high school days, and then I would give it my freshman year. Uh, I used to tell this to kids all the time. Oh, he loves basketball. Just want, I said, look, well, he, he played football and he played soccer, this or that. Your freshman year in high school, you should be. Uh, able to to play multiple sports and then kind of maybe gauge it from there where your skill level is or what maybe you uh, might like more you know as far as me I was a I played baseball soccer uh, basketball uh, a flea fly football when I was a little kid um, and it wasn't until probably 13 or 14 years old when I I got introduced to AAU basketball at 12 years old uh, but it wasn't until 13 or 14 where I was like, you know what? I just want to play basketball. I gave up my baseball. I was, you know, we, we made little league all stars. We made it to the state finals in little league baseball, and you know, 12 years old, and played with uh, the likes of Devery Henderson and uh, Jabari Green and uh, uh, Jason Bork and Quincy Richard, all guys that end up going become Division One athletes, uh, uh, not in baseball. You know, we were all on the little league, uh, little league baseball team together. But it got to be about 13 or 14 when I just was I love basketball so much uh the feeling of being in those gyms and being in those games and the ball in your hand I was like I'm not playing anything else this is this is what I love this is what I'm gonna do so for me it was about 13 or 14 where I decided to hang up uh the baseball and um and and then you know soccer was a little bit before that we you know they we had a soccer team at Acadiana Prep back in the day and we were uh, able to play against like Opelousas Catholic and Westminster and uh, St. Leo Seton and uh, St. Cecilia, I think, had a team. And so we played a lot of soccer. Some of those same guys, me and Jason Bork was on the same soccer team for years. He went on to play running back at St. Thomas More, went on to play running back at Vanderbilt. Uh, and, and speaking on Jason Bork, who's a doctor now, just like his dad, uh, he was a great gymnast and a, a, a tumbler. And as a young, young age, he had more muscles than everybody. He was faster than everybody. And his mom and dad would always say, man, it's just from gymnastics. It's from tumbling. And, you know, so I have a little one now thing. And the first thing we put her in was gymnastics and tumbling. Uh, and I tell her, we're going to be just like Jason Bork, you know, and, and that's a good thing, you know. So back to the guy's question. You know, it was about 13 or 14 where I decided to, to specialize in one sport. Uh, but I wouldn't do it so early. I wouldn't just make a, a, a rash decision like I'm going to the NBA and that's all I'm doing or going to go to the NFL. You know, as a kid, you need to uh, you need to uh, space it out and, and and make sure that you know you really want to specialize in that one sport. You know, so give it time, man. And even high school, a lot of kids uh, playing uh, multiple sports, and, uh, and and when it's time to sign, they'll sign with either the basketball or football. Or you could be like Keon Coleman. Shout out Keon Coleman in Michigan State, who was uh, playing D one football and D one basketball at the highest level uh, in the Big Ten, which is pretty awesome. And, and uh, uh, Keon's one of my favorite favorite athletes to ever come out of Opelousas and uh, uh, he was a multi-sport athlete the whole way. I think he did four sports. So they didn't let him play baseball too. Uh, shout out my cousin Justin Boyd who's the baseball coach at Opelousas Catholic but uh, he could have stole some bases as well too you know so I don't know that kind of uh, sums up the the choosing of the of the sports of what you're going to do as a kid or I'd say don't rush it have fun 
uh, live your life and uh, whatever you really like to do. Now, when you when you do want it or you do want to become a college player, or a professional player, you really have to work. It's not easy. Uh, if you're six foot, there's a guy that's six six that does the same thing as you every day. So you got to outwork the guy that's bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, and that's with anything in life, man, especially uh, the sports world. Okay, James, look, James, give me the timeout signal. We're going to take a little quick timeout. We'll get back to talking uh, some more sports on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles. Jordy Holberg was draining three-pointers with ease way before Steph Curry came on the scene or was even born. Now back to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code 1037GAME at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parent. Parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 minimum deposit. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. All right, man, we're back. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Back in here filling in for Jordy Holberg. And we're back to the hotline. We got Ron on the hotline. What's going on, Ron? What's happening, Brad Boy, the pride of Opelousas. Hey, hey. And one of the best Raging Cajuns three-point shooters that I've seen. I appreciate that, Ron. Thanks for calling in, man. What's going on? Well, man, um, to answer your question about El Dorado, he's a uh, he went to college at Georgia Tech. Oh, nice. Played for That's right. A good friend. A good friend of mine, Josh Passner, who's there, and uh, he was the guy who was trying to make a decision last year if he was going to be going back to school, but uh, put his name in the draft and uh, became a free agent, and the rest is history. I love those stories, Ron. I just was saying that I couldn't remember where he played at, but uh, you know it's funny they just had the Bigfoot uh, hoops this past weekend, man. Yeah, Josh Passner's is his dad still running the Bigfoot hoops and stuff? His dad is still running yeah. it. Of course, he's got other people, you know, that oh, yeah. in the operations and stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, his dad, Hal, has been uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, and uh, his Houston Hoops team was the team that uh, I helped with him with Nike to get a sponsorship paid way back in the day. So his Houston Hoops team was one of five or six uh, AAU teams that we sponsored from the Southern region. Know, along with the Louisiana Select and the Arkansas Wings and the Georgia Stars 
Yeah, they kind of they kind of they kind of start they kind of picked up those regional teams, those South regional teams. You're saying because you said Arkansas Wings, uh, my former teammate Kenneth Lawrence played for them, uh, and I want to say the Wings and Theus's Nike Select team played for the national title one year, if I'm not mistaken, maybe '98 or '99 at yeah. Orlando. It was one of those years that the Wings Nike played. Uh, Mike Theus is Nike with Derek Zimmerman because I know KJ was on the Arkansas team and Derek Zimmerman was on the uh, Nike Select team, uh, Theus and them's team. Uh, but if people that are listening don't realize this is Ron Briscoe on the phone and Ron was uh, shoot, instrumental with the Nike and uh, McDonald's All-American voting back in the day. i never forget, Ron, I was so excited. We went to a camp. I went to a camp at Peabody High School. It was one of those they invite the best players from the state and, and you were out there and different people were out there ranking the kids and uh, I just can remember this. I had a great camp, probably one of the best weekends I ever played basketball at, at those type of camps. And and the rankings came out, and sure enough, you had me one. And I was ahead of Chris Duhon and ahead of Brandon Mouton. And and that was like a that was like a. And I'm not saying I was better than those guys, but for that weekend, I was pretty good. And and when you came out with those lists for that weekend, just off of that weekend, uh, you know, I was at the top, and I just loved it. I was like, that's what I came to do. I wanted to always play against the best. And and sometimes when you go and play against those top nights, it's hard to play well, you know. And but when you can put it all together, it was a good feeling and, and I just remember you being there watching and saying you really did that this weekend we're not just giving you this spot you you earned it this weekend you know so uh, I've never told you that before and I think that was probably 23 24 years ago uh, uh when I was coming out of high school uh and it was over there at Peabody High School it was either a, a Nike invite or something they was doing for the state of Louisiana but uh that that was a great day man and man you brought me back when you said Arkansas Wings man you my rest in peace Kenneth Lawrence man we played at UL together and he was one of the best to ever come out of Little Rock and he was you know he led that team that year um uh to that now I think they beat and did, did Louisiana select did Theus win a national yeah. title in AAU yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Hollis Hollis Price was on that. Hollis Price, yeah. And uh, uh, Mike M did uh, did win it, and uh, you know Mike was uh, Mike's team was one of the first teams uh, in the Louisiana that, that we gave a Nike sponsorship to. Right. And uh, the event that you attended was the event that I organized and put on. It was called a Rookie Sensation event, which I used to do way back in the day. Wow! Wow! Yep. <laughs> To, to help uh, guys from uh, around the region. It started off as just a state uh, event to where I wanted to get the uh, top high school players or players that were overlooked an opportunity to be looked at by colleges. But Nike was also, during that time, uh, I was starting my uh, stage with Nike that uh, we had George Revelin and his son at the event at that time. Wow. And uh, we had the... Uh, the player that played at Peabody that came out as probably the overall top player that uh, didn't go to college and he got drafted by the Boston Celtics. Wow! Uh, back then, so it was it, it's you know those events are some of the events that uh, that we put on. And you're right, you know uh, the Arkansas Wings, uh, you know, had some dynamic teams. Not only that, they had some dynamic teams from from the state of Louisiana and around the southern regions. And and I, I'm just humbled that I was able to be on the McDonald's All-American Selection C- Committee for 30 years. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Of, 
That's a lot of, a that's lot awesome. Of that was, yeah. And you, you, you took care of a lot of us too, uh, Ron, you know, you always promoted. I know when me and Brandon Mouton were coming out of St. Thomas More, Kendall, <laughs> Kendall Dartez out of Cecilia, you always, uh, you know, even Chris Duhon, even though he wasn't from the area, you always pushed those guys and made sure that the rest of the, uh, of the nation knew that we were down here and we could play uh, basketball as well, man. And, and you can't, you can't leave out the old Billy Goat, man, old Charlie Artemon with the Louisiana <laughs> Stars. One of the yeah. one of the one of the best ever, you know, to have uh, those competitive teams as as Charlie did, uh, uh, and same thing with Big Dave running Team Louisiana and, and and Charlie running Louisiana Stars. Those two guys didn't have the Nike money, they didn't have the the, no. the shoe money. They but you know what they did have? They had loyalty, and they knew that the talent in this area wasn't going to get out there unless they put it out there, and they did. Uh, you know, uh, Big Dave was one of the best at it. Charlie Ardemar, uh, those guys back in the day took a lot of a lot of kids. Uh, uh, places that they would have never been uh, outside of Louisiana to play basketball and put them in front of those coaches to give them opportunities from, uh, you name it, like you said, uh, 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 Byron Mouton to uh, all the guys come out of Cecilia, uh, Kendall Dartes with Big Dave and then the Boudreaux twins. I mean, you, the, the Boudreaux twins. Yeah. I mean, just anybody you can name that was coming out of. Early Doucette. Yeah, Early Doucette, Daryl Mitchell. I mean, any of those Darryl guys. Uh, uh, Ron Rubin out of Opelousas. You, you got a list of uh, Charles Angelo <laughs> and uh, just players from these little small towns that could really compete with anybody from New Orleans or Baton Rouge, but it took those guys to grab them, put them on teams, and um, that Team Louisiana name still lives on. They didn't branched off Team Louisiana baseball and Team Louisiana, uh, I want to say, seven-on-seven seven football. So uh, Big Dave's name and his body of work, uh, it definitely still lives on. But anytime you bring up the greats of AU basketball in the state of Louisiana and Mike Theus up north, definitely, he did. And now, you know, to get that Nike contract and to do what he did uh, for years, and I'll go ahead and say it. He, you had people at his neck all the time. They would talk smack on mm-hmm. Mike. They would say he was this and that, but they were just jealous that he had the Nike contract, and that's what it was. Uh, and he always, when he had that contract, for the most part, he had the best players. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the top of the top. You know, and so did your guy from uh, New Orleans too. Was it uh, with the Jazz? What was that guy's name? He might have been out of Mississippi, but he ran that New Orleans Jazz. Uh, that was uh, Thaddeus. Yeah, Thad. Yeah, Coach Thad. Thad yeah. That is Fruit Show was there, and they also had Moon there uh, before. Oh, before right, that. right, right, right. Uh, and and, so, and, and mean, we know there was some other great uh, – there way back. Right, yeah, and we know there were some other great AAU programs in the state, but those are the you know, you get, and and Baton Rouge Breeze too. The Breeze out of Baton Rouge, they always had dominant yeah. teams too, you know, and uh, and maybe the Spartans out of New Orleans. I know Randy Livingston played with the Spartans one year, and I know we're going way back, way back. But man, when you start talking basketball, you can reminisce forever, especially when uh, you've been in the game a long time, like yourself, Ron. And uh, I was at the gas station early, and I know you remember old Dejon Alexander, one of my former AAU programs, and he's laughing at me because I'm getting the gray hairs in my head. So you know, I. Guess I guess it's getting to a. I've been in the game a little while too, not as long as as guys like yourself, Ron. But I'm pushing pushing the 20 years, you know. So I got a little bit of experience, and you know, every once in a while they come they call me to come do radio shows because. So I guess I got a, a something interesting to talk about, you know, from here to there. But well, well, let me add this. Let me add this, uh, Brett. I mean, the thing that uh, you've been talking about here uh, lately, you're talking about a foundation that was laid by Charlie and by Big Dave. You're talking about guys that. Uh, went out and helped a lot of, you know, underprivileged young men uh, become men. Right. And now you you have you have been in the program, and you know what it's all about. And now you are, you know, taking that 
legacy to a, to another level. And uh, I have to commend you about that because there's a lot of people that, you know, don't have the time and, and don't have the patience to help young young adults to become well, to be boys, to become men. And right. uh, that takes a lot because we need people like you and other people to groom these guys and to show these guys, you know, there's an opportunity out there. I have an old, old saying is that uh, use basketball to get you where you need to go. Don't let basketball use you. Oh, and absolutely. Basketball, basketball has taken uh, not only you, but me all over the world, has uh, put us in, in, in position to meet some very important people. I know Jody Hobert really good. I've been feeling, knowing Jody for a long time, and I listen to his show every day. Oh. Because <laughs> he, in my opinion, he has the best sports show uh, in this region. Uh, he has interesting guests, and I really enjoy uh, his entertainment and the way he goes about it. And he gives people an opportunity, like some sports shows, they don't give their their guests an opportunity to to talk and to express themselves. Right, right. But Jody, Jody does, and I like that. I, I, I can't really listen to a sports show to where – a person is being rude and cut off a person all the time. Yeah, that doesn't give a person an opportunity. Right, right, no doubt. About what he's on the show for. But anyway, I wanted to call in and say, hey, man, you know, it, it was a, a great opportunity to hear you on the radio. I hope they, they, they continue to have you on the radio because <laughs> you, you have some great stories. We go way back, and uh, you have done some great things, uh, you know, in the community, I hope you continue to help these young kids because I have a little a little cousin down there in in uh, Mo outside of Mo in Abbeville that's probably going to be a really good player at North Million. Oh, nice! Uh, What's his name? What's his name? We're about to take a time out. Tell me Chris, his name. Kristen Allen. Oh, Kristen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is he? He's he's already good. He's going to be one of the best. If he goes yeah. to North Million, he'll be one of the best ever to play at North Million. And with that right there, Ron, we got to take a little time out. But shout out Ron Briscoe. Thanks for calling in, man. We'll be back. On the next episode, the game 1037, Lafayette and 1041, Lake Charles. He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look marvelous. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. It's time to laugh until it hurts, but the pain will be for a great cause. Cajun Comic Relief returns Saturday, April 23rd at Angel Hall. The comedy event, with its proceeds benefiting the Cajun Navy Ground Force, will feature comedians and entertainments Sam Jobert, Steve Shaw, and the Rage of Cajun's John Morgan. KADN News anchor Jeff Horchak and every own and our very own guy, Raymond Parsa III, will serve as co-MCs for the event. Tickets cost $30 and can be purchased at eventbrite.com. All right, we're back, man. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, man. Uh, we just had something come across the wire. I think it was announced yesterday. We wanted to bring it up. Shout out the UL Raging Cajuns men's basketball and their signing of Vince or Vinny Sagona. His Instagram has Vinny. The signing has Vince, so we have to meet him in person and see what he rathers to go by. Uh, but Vince is a uh, 
don't know if that's my phone or me. Is that okay? I'll move that out the way a little bit. All right, there we go. So, yeah, Vince Sagona, uh, 6'1", out of Plano, Texas. And I just had the thing in front of me. My my phone went dead. So give me one second, fellas. He's a he's a combo guard from Plano. He's six one, and he led Preston Wood Christian Academy to a district championship, following a twenty five and ten record his senior year. He averaged pretty good seventeen points and two and a half assists as a. As a, as a nice guard, it's not too bad. It's not too bad, yep. 6-1, you said it right, yep. I just pulled it up right here. Plano, Texas, Prestonwood Christian Academy, like uh, James just said, 25 wins, uh, district title. Uh, also set the three-point record his junior year, uh, 127 threes in a season, which is pretty good uh, for a high school kid. Uh, I checked out his highlights uh, yesterday when I seen it come across the uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that, and he's he's actually pretty good, man. I like him. He's shifty. He's quick with the ball. He's got a great shot. I mean, it, I know it's a highlight film, so, you know, a bunch of the uh, – obviously all the shots go in. Uh, uh, but to be a 6'1 combo guard, uh, to be signed uh, at the D1 level, you have to be pretty good. You have to shoot the ball well. Uh, he's very quick, too. Um, drives to the goal, passes well, too. You know, something that uh, – you know, not saying he's going to be a huge impact or play a major minutes. We don't know. you gotta, you got to come to the Cajun Dome. They got to turn the bright lights on. Then you got to perform in there. Uh, but uh, signing a guy like himself who can really stretch the defense and, and shoot the ball uh, over the next couple of years, he should be. He should be. He should do well for us. This, the Cajun Dome is a shooter's gym now. You know, back in the day, James, when we played, it was the background was all white mm-hmm. and it was pushed back four, four, four. And if if you're not a shooter or haven't played basketball in these big arenas or uh, you know just in high school, you can it, it, uh, the depth perception is huge. Uh, when it comes to shooting. That's why I was really impressed at the Final Four being in the Superdome, how the teams really shot the ball uh, from time to time pretty well because that depth, depth perception in the in the Superdome was uh, was crazy. But now with the Cajun Dome, uh, shout out to Cajun Dome too with the remodel uh, and all the money that was put into the Cajun Dome, it's like blacked out. Um, and I always liked our road games in our conferences uh, when it was a dark uh, arena, North Texas, uh, New Mexico State, uh, Western Kentucky uh, was all great depth perception. It looked like the goal was right there. Um, and, and those those gyms that I just mentioned, too, also had very soft rims, uh, just like the Cajun Dome. The Cajun Dome has some nice rims that give away uh, not only to the front and to the back, but to the right and to the left. And I tell that to people sometimes. They kind of look at me crazy, like, what do you mean the rims bend? I said, well, there's certain rims in different arenas, and especially in high schools as well, is that uh, they, they, they only flex to the front or back. And sometimes they'll flex side to side. The ones that flex side to side will flex front and back too. And to me, those are the shooters, uh, the shooters' rims. Uh, the, the ones we had put at Southside when I was there are called Torque 180, and and those rims were really soft. You could you could mess with the tension of the rims and get them to how you like them. Uh, and, and I saw a, a huge difference from the original rims we had at Southside to the ones we switched. Um, that that made a big difference. But uh, back to Vince, man, I'm I'm excited with the with the uh, with the signee. Uh, I'm really looking for that point guard. I know they're in the portal hard. I know UL is in the portal hard looking for uh, – we just need a point guard that can really come in and, and, and get to the rack and finish and then get to the rack and dish. Uh, and somebody that's going to really set up Theo and uh, uh, set up the other big and then find the shooters. I always say that when I watch the Cajuns on the fast break and I tell that to my teams as well. Find the shooters. Find the shooters. If you're the guard, you want to push that attack 
get into that three-point area where you know you're going to either uh, go downhill to the goal or find the shooter or, 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 or kick it to the shooter on the drive. You know, So I know Vinny in the next couple of years is going to help out the program, but I'm really waiting for that impact player. Uh, and that's no disrespect to the point guards or the guards they have now, but I know uh, that they really want a big-time point guard to come in and lead the team um, and, and do good things for the Cajuns. Uh, uh, so a shooter is good. Signing a guy like Benny is good. We also signed another big-time player uh, out, of, out of Texas. He signed early, uh, and I watched some of his highlights. When I seen they signed Benny, I went back and looked at the other signing they signed. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. It's going to call. It's going to come to me if somebody can chime in, maybe help us out. Uh, but he was scoring 40, 45. I think he averaged 30, right at 30 points a game uh, out of Texas, too. Now, he, he could come in and help us out. He could come in and do some scoring for us. It depends on... I know we got a lot of people back. We only lost one or two guys uh, from the roster, and uh, pretty much everybody's coming back. So any newcomers, especially incoming freshmen out of out of uh, out of high school, it's really tough to uh, to adjust right away um, uh, to the to the college level um, and to get in there and to feel comfortable uh, inside that Cajun dome and and really to be able to make plays and really contribute uh, to the roster. But that's a good signing, man. And I think uh, Vince was. Uh, the 44th ranked uh, player out of Texas, um, which is what you say, oh, it's the 44th rank. I mean, but out of Texas, that's a big deal. You're top 50 in Texas. You're a ball player, and you, and you can play basketball definitely on the D1 level as uh, usually the top 100 kids out of Texas get signed uh, to Division One basketball. So, Vince, uh, glad to have you, man. Uh, I know I reached out to you on Twitter and Instagram. I know I'm following you now. Uh, follow me back. If you need anything when you come to Lafayette, holler at your guy and uh, get you a po' boy from Old Time Grocery or <laughs> uh, take you to some of the good food spots and, you know, keep shooting, bro. We need a shooter inside that Cajun home. Look forward to watching you stroke it. No doubt. And we actually uh, have Mike on the hotline. Okay, good deal. What's going on, Mike? Okay, the name of the guy who signed early is Chancellor White. C-H-A-N-C-E-L-L-O-R. He was actually nominated for some McDonald's All-American teams. And Brad's right there. He averaged 31 a game. Right. But he also averaged close to 10 months. And the other thing about him is he played in a little different level than uh, Benny. He played in the, one of those areas north of Houston, you know. Uh, I think Full Shore High School was, but that would be equivalent to 5A in, in Louisiana and probably much more competitive because, you know, the Houston area has many people in all of Louisiana. Oh, yeah, right, right. You, the, the, I, I said this earlier. The, probably the top, and there's no disrespect. I don't I want to mean to ever disrespect anybody on the radio, but the top – 50 guys, the top 10, 20 guys in uh, uh, in Texas are, you know, for the most part, a lot better than the than the top guys coming out of Louisiana. That's just how it is. That's how it's always been. We might have a couple guys in Louisiana, Solomon, Washington, out of Carver, maybe four or five guys that could be in that ranked in that top level, uh, ranked in those Texas rankings. But tell me this, uh, Mike, what is what was Chancellor ranked? Are they both coming out of high school the same year, right? They're both 2022 graduates. Yeah, I think Chancellor was in the teams. And I don't know what it is now. I saw uh, Vinny was 44, which to me was higher than I expected. Right. And that was according to Max Preps. Right. And what I understand, the the goal for Chancellor, or the vision, I guess, for Chancellor, is he will back up Greg Williams at the three. You know, without having Kobe uh, Julian earlier in the year, Greg Williams is going to be the three the way he finished last season and expect Chancellor White to back him up as a freshman. You know what I like both about these both of these guys because I watch both their highlight films and and uh, the little stuff they have on their their social medias or whatnot and they both got a little swagger with them like they're both very confident like they and that's what it takes I tell kids all the time at my basketball camps especially like basketball you have to your confidence has to be the highest 
to me out of any other sport because you don't have a helmet on. You're not on a baseball field way, way far from people. Everybody's on top of you screaming on the inside of a building and your confidence. I mean, anytime, nowadays you slip over the line, the whole crowd laughs at you. You know, your confidence has to be uh, on high to play basketball. And that's what I liked about those guys. They were very intense on their highlight films and they had some swagger with them that when they made a tight play or they made a nice bucket, you know, they showed a little emotion. And I, and I, I, can, I enjoy that and I respect that. And I know that you need that. When you come to the college game, you need that, uh, that spunk. You need that little extra, you know, in, in energy or boost to, because it, you're coming to a different level. And uh, it's just a really hard transition to, to figure it out. But, man, that Chancellor White kid, I, I'm glad you gave me that name, too, because he is uh, – now, is it Chancellor or Chandler? Chancellor, C-H-A-N-C-E-L-L-O-R. And he's a little bit bigger, huh? He's about 6'5"? He's 6'6". Six, six. The oh, thing six, about five. him, you know, there was some question about the right decision made in retaining the staff, but he was not coming had there been a change. The reason for that is his dad wants him to play for Coach Marlin because his dad played for him for Coach Marlin when – that's the tie-in right there. Well, that's hey, listen. That shows big on uh, on on Coach Moreland's character and the tie- and to get a kid like that. We just the guy that just called in was saying how our OAU coaches showed us the way, and we're doing it for the next kid. And that's just a tie-in with Coach Moreland of how great a job he's did with the kid's dad, and for that son to uh, uh, for Chancellor being the son, wanting to come over to play for Coach Moreland as well. That's pretty good. That's a great tie-in. I didn't realize that that was the case, but uh, that's that was the case. Yes, yeah. if his father played for Coach Moreland. Which shows how old we are. So, Coach Moore has been here 11 years. He probably was there uh, at Sam Houston longer than that. So, probably well over 20 years ago, but he played for Coach Marlin at Sam Houston. I don't remember the guy's father's name, whatever, but that's the tie in. And uh, that may be one of the reasons they think I of this kid that they made the decision they did. I don't know. I'm just speculating when I say that. And as far as having confidence, you also need a sharp memory because when these kids get to college and they have a lot of confidence, you might struggle a little bit earlier. Right. Don't lose that conference. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. It's going to be a success because you're, you're going to be made fun of. You're going to probably struggle the first few times out there. But just stick with it and you'll have success. Thanks, Doc, because you guys will well, I'll hang up and listen to the rest yeah. of the show. Yeah. Thanks for the info, too, Mike. We're going to take a quick uh, quick break right here. We're going to give another timeout on the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. We'll be back. Jordy Holberg has been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast booth. But did you know he was also a star on the dance floor? We just washed the hair. You know, I worked on my hair a long time, and you can hit my hair. John Travolta ain't got nothing on the blonde bomber. Now back to the man with all the moves. Jordy Holberg and the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You can experience Festival International like never before by winning the game's Festival International prize pack. Sign up for the Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and you will get the chance to score a bonus pack of Bonton passes. You will get exclusive pass access to the front and stage areas, shaded seating, air-conditioned restrooms, express drink lines, shirts, pins, and a poster. Experience Festival like never before by winning the Festival International prize pack from the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Southwest Louisiana's sports station man we got a short segment real here i just wanted to go over real quick rad boy basketball man shoot the rock basketball camp series we'll run off the dates real quick if you missed it this week spring break camp april 18th to 21st don't worry we have more during the summer okay uh get registered online all registrations at bradboybasketball.com and next camp will be june 6th through the 9th then we take a week off we come back june 20th through the 23rd and we'll give you a little break for the 4th of July. 
come back July 6th through the 8th for our shooting camp, three-day shooting camp. This is different than the regular camps. You come over, uh, you give a coach and my staff. We, we do a lot, a lot of shooting. It's not all the drills and dribbling and fundamental stuff that we do at the regular camps. It's strictly shooting specifics uh, camp um, uh, on July 6th through the 8th. Uh, and then our last camp to round out the summer, July 11th through 14th is our last regular camp. Okay, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay, perfect. Yeah, shout out to my brother and my mom in uh, Dallas, Texas. He just texted me. He was, uh, he said, your voice was real low. You're real low, you know. So thank you for helping us out. Thank you, James, too, for getting me right. I think I hit the wrong button. Uh, one minute left. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just learning, man. I, I, I pick up quick, but I'm trying to get all the signals. Uh, if I was a player for James right now, I'd probably be on the bench because uh, I'm messing up a little bit, but we're trying to get it right. But we were just we're running over the camp dates. Uh, you can register all online at bradboybasketball.com. We got two in June and two in July. That's shooting camp in July. That's a really good one, man. You're going to come every day, get 100, 200 shots up during the camp. Uh, and we're going to really show you some techniques of form, uh, how to use your legs, your follow-through, what to look at, what to concentrate on. Um, and, and really get it in. And that's all at bradboybasketball.com. Um, we've got 30 seconds left, man. We're bringing the music. I told you it was a short segment. We're going to bounce back um, in the second hour of the Jordy Holberg Show. We're at the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We'll be right back. Live and local, this is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. It is a Saints touchdown. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. All right, it's not Jordy, but it's Brad Boyd, another shooter, uh, right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. That's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. And as always, James, thanks for having us in. we got one more hour. Uh, we wanted to backtrack a little bit, not backtrack, but we wanted to go back to the NBA playoffs, kind of bring that up. We didn't get a real uh, full spill of the first round games. Uh, we're going to go back to Saturday's game, and the one that sticks out to me, sticks out to a lot of people, is the Warriors, obviously, uh, and Denver. Uh, and, and the Warriors kind of handled them the whole game uh, pretty much. But the thing that sticks out, which everybody's talking about right now, is Jordan Poole. I mean, the cat comes in with 30 points, uh, five or seven on a three point line. Um, we know Steph Curry's on the team, uh, but that's a solid – and actually he started in, in front of Steph Curry. I think Steph's coming back from a little injury, uh, a little rest uh, that he was needing right before the playoffs. But Steph did play 22 minutes. Jordan Poole played 30 minutes with 30 points. That's pretty – and 9 of 13 from the field, like we said, 5 of 7 from the three-point line, um, which is pretty impressive for a guy. What's Jordan Poole now, second year, third year out of uh, out of college? Uh, to be doing that on a high level like that, to be in that starting lineup, uh, you know, and that's how the NBA goes. Sometimes you got to fill in uh, for the spots when the stars get hurt. Somebody's got to slide in. And uh, Jordan Poole has started off the playoffs with a bang. Um, I forgot what record he broke. Maybe the most points. Uh, it's something he had broke Saturday in the game. Scoring 30 points like that in the playoff game is, is on the big stage. Uh, but all the guys love him. Uh, Wiggins, I mean, uh, uh, Green. 
and uh, Curry and Thompson, they all talk highly of Jordan Poole, and he's got the confidence, man. Those guys give you the confidence and tell you to shoot, shoot, shoot. Uh, confidence is key, like we talked about earlier, especially in basketball game, uh, in, in the game of basketball. Just looking back over those Saturday games, you got uh, the Jazz now going to be one up on the Mavericks. Uh, the Timberwolves will be one up on the Grizzlies. Uh, the 76ers are one up on the Raptors. And like we said, the Warriors in the West are one up on the Nuggets. Uh, and that brings us into Sunday's game. Uh, some very, very good games. That I'm, I'm just messing with James because I thought maybe he just wore the Tatum jersey just because he hit the game winner. But he tells me he's a huge Celtics fan. And he became a Celtics fan because he was uh, his first two youth basketball, bitty basketball teams were the Celtics. Yeah, we First two years, I was on the Celtics for uh, our CSA team. Our CSA team with the Celtics. That and, and it just you just like the green, or were you, was it the white shirts with the green, or the green shirts with the gold? Or we, we actually just wore like the paint plain green, but then they just stuck the old leprechaun on there. Right. And right. I was like, I was like, well, I'll follow this team, and I mean, I've yeah. kind of just been in love ever since. And it's like, I root for the Pelicans, but I'm a Celtics fan. Right. I get so, it. So I get it. And ever since. Pierce retired, uh, and we and the Celtics they traded him to the Nets. Right. It was like I was kind of looking for that. Obviously, you're looking for that next superstar, and it's like, well, the guy I got on right now, yeah. Jason Tatum. Oof. He he's finally stepped up, and it's like I don't expect him to be an MVP this year. He's probably going to be end up like fourth, fifth, or sixth in in the running. But right. I think next year, it, it, I mean, if you're doing Fanduel or DraftKings or whatever. I mean, that'd be a good that, take. That might be a good take. You throw like ten bucks on it. Yeah, he, got some odds. The on odds, that, yeah. the odds are going to be very low. So right. So you could make a big payout. Right, and then uh, and 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 Tatum. We we talking about these guys, and you know, we just talked about pressure coming to the college level. So much pressure was put on that guy when he came to the pro level. What, what is Tatum in now? What season? He's in his fifth, but he's his only fifth year. But he's yeah. only twenty four. Yeah, that's that's amazing. He's twenty four years old, and you know he's at the top of the league, one of the best players in the league. Uh, James thinks maybe next year he might win the MVP of the whole league. I mean, uh, he's de- he he even said like they could be the one seed or like they like who knows what they could have been, what right. their record could have been if they were playing. They were post Christmas, like if they had done that all year. Right. I mean they. <laughs> They may be damn near the Warriors' record from 2016. Two, which is oof. That, that was that was set. That was 73 and nine. But yeah, I'm saying tough. I think I think they could have been about 65, 66. I right. think I think it would have been very close because they ended up being 51 and 31. Right. A lot to to. We never thought the Bulls' record was going to beat, and when the Warriors did it, man, to go back and to beat that record again, that would be uh, oof, that would be pretty pretty tough because you know it's not just about playing the game. You got to be real lucky. No no sicknesses, no illnesses, no injuries, and have to be blessed with good health. Blessed with good health. That's the biggest thing because there's so many. You know, there's forty something road games, and you know sometimes back to backs, and man, that's just uh, extremely tough. But the Celtics are looking really good in the East, uh, along with the Heat. Heat kind of kind of handled the Hawks. Man, I like Trey Young too. Man, I'm trying to get me a. About five guys I really want to start to follow because I was a huge LeBron fan and uh, just ever since he came in the league, me and my boy Jonathan Fisher used to watch the games at his house. And whereas he came in the league and was like, man, this guy is unbelievable. And we just stuck with him every team he went to. We were LeBron fans. But it's coming to the end for the king. He's got to pass the crown to somebody. But Trey Young is one of those guys. John Morant, uh, Tatum. You know those those young guys like Luca, Luca Doncic. Oh my God, he's he's one of my favorites too right now as well. 
Uh, I'll tell you who else I like, too. He's got a lot of swag, and he's got stupid, stupid athleticism is Anthony Edwards. I was going to say oh Anthony. Oh, my God. I, we, he is, we're on the same wavelength. He is. Like, when he drives to the goal, I know anybody on the help side is like, should I go? Should I not go? Should I go help? Should I not go? Because, man, he is going to posterize you uh, when he gets the chance. Have you ever seen any of his interviews? I've seen a few, yeah. Oh, he, my. Yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he, the last one he said, those guys didn't want to guard me. They're scared to guard me, he said. <laughs> I was like, I, lo- I like that. You know, uh, he, his, his confidence is on high. And, and like we always say, you know, confidence is key in playing basketball. Uh, and then the, the Bucks kind of kind of low-scoring game, 93-86 over the Bulls. Um, and then the game we really watched, we spoke on it earlier, uh, the Suns and Pelicans, man. It really was a, a, a – the Suns were just rolling the whole way. You know, then all of a sudden you flip the game back on and – you know, it was a six-point game, and then, you know, Suns and, and and shout out Chris Paul, man. We're talking about all the young guys as we bring up the master at the point guard position right now in the NBA. Thirty points, ten assists, seven rebounds, twelve of sixteen shooting, and four of six from the three-point line. Uh, Chris Paul, shout out Chris Paul, because I want to say Chris Paul is forty as well, thirty-nine, forty years old as well in the NBA, putting up thirty, ten, and seven. And he seems to be able to get the same elbow jumper on the right side of the floor five to ten times every game. He's he's thirty six. He's thirty six. Okay, I he thought he was the same year as LeBron. He came out of uh, he did come out the same year as LeBron, but LeBron, but LeBron went to college and yeah. LeBron. Well, LeBron's thirty seven right now. I think. Oh, 37. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Because they were both in the O three draft. They were both in O three draft. Yeah, I, I thought I so. I remember so. that picture. That's like a classic picture. That draft. That O three draft was. Uh, pretty phenomenal. He, he does turn 37 uh, May 6th, so it is coming up. So he he so will be right 37. So yeah. He's an older cat in the league that's really, man, he had a he had one hell of a game last night. Um, so that's uh, that kind of sums up the NBA and where they're at right now. Let's go to, so tonight, that's what I love about the NBA playoffs, especially when it starts rolling the first round because there's a game, then the next night there's a game, then the <laughs> next night there's a game. and you got you, It's an easy rotation. It's an easy rotation. You get home at the end of the day, end of the workday, man, turn on the TV, uh, watch some NBA basketball. Um, let's see what it's looking like. Starting at 6.30 p.m., uh, that's going to be the 76ers and the Raptors. Boy, the 76ers got a lot of uh, – uh, they got a lot of pressure on them too as well, just as a team. I mean, they were supposed to be there – was it last year they hit the rim rattler? That was Kawhi. That was Kawhi. That was two years ago. Two that years was, ago. That, then, was, that was before the pandemic. And then now the whole this year, they got James Harden now, and, and it's a lot of pressure been on James Harden since he left OKC to what's he going to do in Houston, and now... And then it was with Brooklyn. It was and with Brooklyn. And then he forced himself out of there as well. I said, listen, the two guys, and, and not that I don't like them, uh, they do what they do, Westbrook and, and, and Harden. They do what they do for their teams, but you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of flack, Westbrook took a lot of flack this year, but I'd have a hard time playing with those guys. Like they just yes. never really pass the ball. Like, and I know, and I know, Harden had five assists, uh, averaged four or five assists a game. Same thing with the Westbrook, but man, they just throw the ball like at the last minute or like they. I was gonna say it's know, like just, you dribble for the first twenty right. and then you drive oh, in and man. then you just throw an alley to Clint Capella. Oh, I know. It's it's, it, an, it, it's so annoying because it's, it's no like, flow of the game. It's no, uh, you know. But then at the end of the night, you know, Harden. We'll speak just on Harden. In the night, he's scoring 20, 25 points every game. But it's just, I guess I'm a coach now, and I really like ball movement and 
trust me, if I was in high school, I'd take James Harden on my team in any, any given day. <laughs> but, man, just to watch it sometimes, it gets, it gets hard to watch it. They pound the ball, dribble, 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 and then, you know, either shoot a long three or, uh, you know, just a – you know, I really, I really like the college game more than the the pro game. But when it comes to the playoffs, I really like the NBA playoffs. The regular season is, ah, you know, you kind of catch them playing ha- uh, hard for half the games. You know, half the season. But the playoffs, man, when those games start, they pretty much going uh, uh, balls to the wall and just trying to to make plays and and really showing that. Uh, their talent on the highest level, you know, and and college game they really move the ball around more, and it's more of a motion and stuff like that, you know. So uh, that's that's kind of why I just like the college game at times better than the program. When the NBA playoffs start, I'm tuned in and locked in, and uh, it's it's funny because the, the my guys on my old team, the uh, uh, my old players at Southside, man, they actually all work in my camp this week, and we joke with them all the time because they always say, "Why you came up with this name?" and and our plays that we ran had the simplest name. It basically told you what we we're going to do or or it was a name after a player. Why you call it that? Well, if you watch the NBA and you check this guy, look how they score so easy off of this play. And some of our sets we take from those NBA teams and kind of put little quick hitters in on the on the high school level and it and it worked for the most part uh, the last couple of years or whatnot. So let's see where we at. So we got Raptors 76ers at 6:30. Uh, then I following that game, actually I say following on a different a different channel, uh, NBA TV. So TNT with the 76ers Raptors game, then NBA TV. Now, why do you think is that? Why do you think the Mavericks and Jazz game is on NBA TV? There's less of an audience for that game versus being on. Uh, I was gonna say a, a lot of people do, even though I'm not a fan of Harden, it, it does attract a lot of attention. Because, oh, I see. Yeah, to because get on the prime time because them him and Joel Embiid, it's like we got to see is this actually gonna work right, out? Right. Right. Because I mean, Embiid—that's another thing—is Embiid's an MVP candidate. He's, he's—I guess you could say at the moment the the favorite. Right. There's no clear cut, but at the moment, it, you would probably think, well, if if it's not Nikola Jokic, it's probably Embiid. When do they announce that? Why do they don't? Why do they don't announce the MVP of the league the day after the league ends? I was. Gonna I don't s- know. Is it? Do they I, do it during the playoffs? I think they they, they do. do it. They do it right before the finals. Right before the finals. Either either right before or right. After, but it's weird because if this is a regular season award, why not? Yeah, it's like, do it. Why not do it as soon as the regular season ends? Like, have an extra day off. You make the announcement. You do all the all the regular season awards, right? And get that over with. Because if you're not supposed to be influenced by the playoffs, why are we? Why are I we think, doing it till the I, playoff ends? I think they are influenced by the playoffs because, man, you know, say say Embiid and them lose out or uh, uh, this round. And then he goes on and they announce, oh, he's the MVP right before the finals. People are going to be like, it yeah. kind of goes both ways. Like, oh, how is he the MVP? He couldn't even make it to the final. You know, like, so he couldn't I think even they get out just, the first round. Right. I think they should just save face and announce it right after the season is over. Uh, maybe at the first, you know, has a, has, a, has a person ever won MVP of the league that didn't make the playoffs? I don't. I doubt it, huh? I, I would doubt it. That's a good stat. I know there, good I know there have see. been. I know there have been some MVPs where it's like, he won, but they were in the playoffs, though, right? Yeah, but they, yeah. they've pretty much always gotten to the playoffs, and it's usually the MVP is usually the best player on one of the better teams. One of the better teams, right? No doubt. That's usually that where because usually it's like it's not necessarily. Sometimes it is, but it's not necessarily about the stats because you could see Harden get thirty five, right. but that's because he's shooting twenty free throws a game, right? But I mean, when you look at Bill Russell, I mean, he didn't have as good of stats as as Wilt, who Bill Russell played for. The Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to name me another stat from somebody else versus for the Celtics. <laughs> I'm messing with James, but yeah, uh, you're right about that, though. You know, but it's he, like he didn't have as good a stats as Wilt, right? But because the Celtics 
had the best record at that time. It was like, well, he would sacrifice stats if if it meant the the, the team, team would yeah, win and win, yeah. And like you could see, you see that argument year in and year out when it was coming down when LeBron was in his prime and he was rolling, and sometimes he wouldn't win the MVP, and you're like. Well, the other it's guy like he's won. carrying this team. He's carrying the team. Yeah, he doesn't average the thirty, but he averages twenty-seven, and you but know. But he's the, also got eight assists and almost ten right, rebounds. Right. I, 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 uh, you know, friends of mine they rag me here and there, and that's just you know from friends of talking sports or playing sports, and you know, y'all love LeBron. How could you not though? If you really took the bias out of it, and, and your feelings out of it, and dude, and, and like people say that LeBron is soft and da 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 this, or he he don't want to take the last shots because he doesn't have that. He didn't have the it at the end of the game. I mean, I just heard it all. But it should be more a uh, tribute to that guy being in the NBA over the last 15, 16, what is it, 18 years now of bringing the amount of attention uh, to the league and the NBA uh, that he has brought um, you know, I, over the years. I think, I think it's more the fact that you, it, I know it's not always about the player itself because you do, you do see him flop a lot or you do see him do like how he did watch with it now Jackson. watch it now watch something about my guy man <laughs> gotta mess with you as well like right he'll back, throw an elbow right at jackson hayes when right. he's setting a screen it's like a, a, a it's little, little sneak stuff. elbow yeah because yeah. like you're under so much more of a microscope when you're the face so whenever you see something like that it's like uh it's not when you that's not what you want to see from the face of the league and then you've also got the fan bases like you got russell westbrook fans that are always defending russell westbrook even though it's like uh, he didn't play all that well but I mean, I don't, I don't understand how you can defend this. But then it's like, I've, been, I've been hearing LeBron's the goat since two, right. since he got to Miami. It's like it was last year in high school. Yeah, he, I know. He's ten years in. How is he already better than Michael Jordan? Yeah, that, so was, you it, can't jump that. That's that's the one thing I would never say as LeBron fan. I'm never gonna put uh, LeBron in front of Mike at, at at this present, not this present time, but over the last five to ten years. Uh, to me, he's been the best person in the NBA, and 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 that's what I say in the NBA at this time, but not. Uh, overall, you have to go with Mike. And there's nobody uh, gonna be as great as Mike was and to win, uh, you know, six championships like he did. But I wanted to ask you about the game last night. Did you watch the Pelicans game? Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to watch. There was a there was a a, a clip in the game. Uh, the the Suns uh, the Pelicans scored, and mm-hmm. as everybody turns to run back down the floor, uh, the Jones kid for the Pelicans kind of just hopped in front of um, of of Aiton. Uh-huh. And when he was kind of trying to get his body in front of him as they're running down the floor, he he popped Aiton in the jaw. I'm talking about in the jaw with his shoulder, and it was it looked like Aiton had got punched by by a heavyweight, and he felt <laughs> it. It shook his head, and like he was nobody really saw what happened. Um, and I laugh because the two announcers that watched the replay first, I think it was Reggie Miller that might have been on that game. Reggie Miller swore up and down that the Jones kid. Did it on purpose? Oh, he did that. In, he right away. He, oh, he did that on purpose. He uh, he, he's going to be ejected out of the game, and then as you go back and you watch the replay, which they watched the replay first, and then he started making all these exactly. The, oh, he did it on purpose. He's going to be ejected. Did it on purpose. He really it was an accident. And right as he popped him in the jaw with his shoulder, he turned to like, oh my god, my bad. He looked at eight and it was like my bad, and uh, it was it was funny because when they watched the replay at the stadium, they um. The crowd started booing. Like it looked like it. Uh, it 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 looked like that. Uh, can you still hear me? It, it's it's off and on. Oh, but there, there I go hitting the button again, man. I'm so sorry, man. I kicked it <laughs> it's, with my it's knee. A, it's a weird. It's 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 a weirdly placed button. I, uh, and, and I'm six five sitting on the chair right here. I keep <laughs> doing my head again, you know. But it was just funny how the announcers were quick to blame the Jones kid, uh, like he had intentionally 
uh, hit, I don't even know how you hit somebody with your shoulder, like the top of your shoulder and somebody's uh, in their jawline, especially Aiden, who's seven feet tall. But it was clearly an accident. But the announcers were ready to crucify uh, the Jones kid. I'm uh, actually – yeah, I'm, I'm watching it right now. He did a – he weirdly kind of like did a – skip jump yeah to like to get over and just to get in front of his man but like he, if you keep watching he li- right as he does it he turns he's like oh my god my yeah bad. he's like oh my bad right, i didn't right, mean like, to do that it was a pop and it, you could tell it rang it rang aiden's head like he uh yeah because his shoulder went right oh, into Aiden's it, jaw. It, it it popped him you know and uh you know shout out my guys at ground up my boy cal davis my boy jordan webster out in uh louisiana california connection they they used to work with aiden back in the day when he was in high school uh they trained him they played a little au ball with them and to see a guy, to see people you know that have touched other guys, to they go on to. I mean, Aiden's going to be one of the best centers in the league, born health and everything like that. He's a, he's got a, he's really developed his shot right now. Like he hits the little mid range shot, they can swing it to him now on the pick and pop. He 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 made one three pointer, I think, in the game. If I pull up the stats, but his jump shot is way better. Where that actually, that's a uh, you don't always have to roll him to the goal. He can pick and pop a little bit, and to be seven foot, uh, to be able to shoot the ball like that. Uh, that's pretty good, you know. Let's see, he, I was trying to pull up that stat to see if he. Uh, yeah, he did, he he did go one for he, one. He did one for one. What's he shooting from the three point line? Has he shot a bunch of threes this year? Not a bunch, but does he shoot one or two a game? Or uh, I can probably not even one a game, huh? I can look at his three point stats. He's this regular season he's shooting just just a hair under thirty seven percent, which isn't bad for a big man. Well, that everybody knows me for <laughs> shooting three pointers, and that was my that was my average as a career at, uh, <laughs> at UL, man. About about thirty seven, forty percent, right in there. So that, I was how, gonna say, but you're you're taking a lot more than him. Yeah, that, definitely. <laughs> a lot more. How many has he shot on the year? Does it say? Uh, I'd have to find the. Total oh, it just amount. shows his percentage. Yeah, okay. it just gives the percentage off top. But that's not bad for a seven footer that's firing at least one or two threes a game. Yeah, because l- looking at his his career overall, uh, his. I don't think he shot was, any last year. <laughs> he, he no, shot. well, I think he's really well, worked on ro- that jump his, shot. His rookie year, he didn't touch uh, a three, or he went zero for four from three. In okay. his rookie year, he went three for thirteen, so it was twenty three percent. He went four for twenty last year, and then this year he made seven out of nineteen for his thirty six and a half. Uh, okay, so he's thirty six point eight. Yeah, he's shooting about a a quarter of a three a game he's not even shooting a three per game yeah, i'd yeah. like to see him if he shot it's like three once a game, it's like once know? a road trip once a road trip let me fire one up and get a little lazy on the pick and roll uh i'll, I'll pop like, oh, out if, you, if you sag <laughs> off i'll shoot yeah, yeah. why not right here chris throw it to me man i'll, I'll shoot this one. we're up 15 probably because they were up you know on the pelicans at the time they were probably up uh 15 plus 15 and just said you know what i'm gonna take this one and he hit it you know <laughs> hey check it <laughs> shout, shout out to the big fellas that can shoot man i, I love playing with uh, with Michael Southall back at UL. Not that he was a great shooter, but he had such good hands, man. He shot free throws well. He could hit the mid-range shot. He rebounded well and outlet the ball well, and that was a, uh, a, a, a characteristic of the hands he had. He had really great hands. We coming in with a little music? Are we getting down? Are we going to go with another timeout? We've got the shout-out right here. Before we go to the timeout, man, we're on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Just filling in for my guy, Jordy Holberg. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll be back. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 18th, 2008. In a 28-2 vote by the Board of Governors, NBA owners give approval for the Seattle Supersonics to relocate to Oklahoma City. The team leaves and is then renamed the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was this day in sports history. 
We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to take you out to the ball game with our latest Astros weekend getaway. The Houston Astros take on the Texas Rangers on May 21st, and you can be there. Register in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to score four tickets, a ballpark tour, and hotel accommodations for that Saturday night. Astros weekend getaways are powered by Butcher AC, the Meridian Houston downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right, we're still here, man. Got a couple minutes left. Actually, about 30 over here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. That's Southwest Louisiana's sports station, man. I, I just get thrilled when y'all invite me to come over here, James. I, I love to talk sports and uh, just any time to get over here and come mess with you guys. And Clint saved us earlier. Clint came in with the volume or I hit the volume off. and Yeah, it was uh, like, oh, by the way, the button. By the way, the button. The, the button. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Clint. The CD is still uh, still cashing, uh, you know, helping us out. And uh, it's good to see y'all guys. Got to see Raymond. Uh, got to got to meet the boss of his family, his daughter, who's yeah. going to be at our next basketball camp. She's, HP1. She's, she handed me her business card, and I said, well, whose phone number that is? She goes, oh, that's RP3's number. <laughs> <laughs> I love how she referred to her dad as RP3. That was pretty cool. But like we said, yeah, just love the fact that uh, get invited to come on the radio show and talk, man, and um, just relate to people and bring up stories. And I shout out to Ron Briscoe for calling and uh, bringing up uh, memories of Big Dave, rest in peace, Charlie Artemar, rest in peace, guys that were just so instrumental uh, in the AAU basketball uh, progression. Uh, early, uh, late 80s, early 90s, they were doing this thing. Now you get in Lafayette. We have 20 teams in Lafayette. Back then we might have had three. Uh, Team Louisiana, which kind of was the Cadiana area, uh, Lafayette Aces, uh, Louisiana Stars were kind of the three uh, Lafayette area, uh, Cadiana area AAU programs. Uh, in the early early 90s that were kind of uh, relevant at that time. But those guys like that that just paved the way for other AAU programs to start and just kids in general, like Ron said, to take kids that were uh, didn't have a chance to get out the house or uh, get out the area, but basketball took them across states and got them scholarships. And uh, you always got to show love to those past guys that um, just, just showed us the way and showed myself the way. I run my own AAU organization now. Uh, through Acadiana Stars basketball and uh, it, it, even people like Andrea Broadhead, uh, rest in peace Miss Andrea, my mother-in-law who uh, they started Acadiana Stars basketball in the late 80s uh, and it's been around for 30 years and uh, they were really big into girls basketball, girls AAU that um, it's over 100 plus kids that have played for Acadiana Stars basketball, girls that have went on to play Division One or some type of college basketball and uh, you'd like to think along the way that uh, not just with their high school coaches and their support system at their high schools, but AAU, uh, people tend to slander AAU this and that, but if you're doing it right and you're getting the kids out there, you're getting the kids exposure, and they're going on to get free scholarships for playing basketball and uh, for being great people and making good grades and all that mixed in, but uh, to put in front of those people, because not every college coach or not many college coaches come to your actual high school games. If you're a stud stud or, or they happen to be in the area and they hear about a kid that's pretty good, yeah, you might catch them at a couple high school games, but um, if you really stand out in AAU and get to the right AAU tournaments, I tell people all the time that are starting their programs, um, they want to go to this. Oh, we got it. We got an AAU team, and we're going all over. And you know, once those kids get to that junior and that uh, sophomore and junior year in high school, those summers—that's the biggest summers for AAU. And you could go to all the tournaments you want, but if you're not going to the one or two weekends in April or the one or two weekends in July, 
where it's the open period, where it's the live recruiting period for college coaches to come out and watch you play, then you're just playing on a travel team that just plays travel basketball. You're not really in the mix of going to the big-time tournament uh, or tournaments um, that are actually the live period. And that's a big thing for AU programs to understand that uh, when you get to those that age of the sophomore and junior year where they're going to be recruited the best, just make sure that those teams, when you pay all that money, uh, to be on those travel teams, at least be going to a tournament that is NCAA certified and that college coaches will actually be. Uh, don't be afraid to call people that played in the tournament in the past and, and to see maybe work coaches there or, or, or how was it ran and, and then make your decision off of that. But NCAA certified tournaments in April and July are very crucial for those uh, AAU teams and those AAU teams with uh, D1 type of talent on their team to get those kids exposed, man. Uh, I know we want to jump back in with the. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of the NCAA tournament, yeah. What did what, you think since it was in New Orleans? It was. I, I thought the games were unbelievable. I, uh, and and it never disappoints. I mean, and and I, <laughs> I forgot who was it. It was either a family member or somebody, maybe a coach that I know, his daughter or. Uh, she picked the Peacocks in the first round. I think she goes off a of mascots or something like that, and she said she picked. Uh, she she had picked. Uh, she she picked. Uh, uh, Saint Peter's. Saint Peter's, yeah, uh, the Peacocks. <laughs> and but to speak on the NCAA tournament with that, it, it, you know, basketball ties in so much. So you have the you have Saint Peter's, who goes to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, they're coached by Shaheem Holloway, mm-hmm. who played for Seton Hall, uh, who went to the uh, the Sweet Sixteen as well, if I'm not mistaken. Who was a unbelievable player who turned into be a pretty good coach from what I'm seeing now and him getting the contract with Seton Hall and uh, but I love those stories as well to see former players uh, coming back to coach and then also coming back to coach their own schools that they played for uh, that's big I'm looking I'm, I'm gonna follow Seton Hall uh, the next couple of years now to see his progression and because he's gonna have all the love you know uh, you know he that guy was the MVP of the McDonald's All-American game really he beat out uh, Kobe Bryant Oh. And he beat out uh, Stephen Jackson at the time. I saw that on a podcast. Stephen Jackson has a podcast with Kobe Bryant, and they, they were arguing. He said, yeah, you won the MVP, right, Steve? That's what Kobe was telling Steve. And people don't know, Stephen Jackson back in the day, coming out of high school, was unbelievable. That's why mm-hmm. he was one of the guys to go to the NBA straight out of high school. Uh, he was uh, he was like Kobe Bryant. And he maybe wasn't as as athletic as Kobe, uh, but, man, he was pretty dang good. And they were arguing oh, who won it. He's like, no, no, I remember Shaheem won it. Shaheem Holloway won it. And he, uh, then he started hating on Shaheem that he had six, seven turnovers and <laughs> <laughs> messing with him or whatnot. But, uh, you know, and then getting to the Final Four, how could they have drawn that up? Duke gets to play North Carolina in the Final Four game? I mean, It, only, just, it only would have been better if that – was the championship? That's game. the only way. Yeah, right. O- that's, only way. That's, that's the only way. And then to to be Coach K to lose your last home game and then lose in the Final Four and then lose to Duke in your last home game and then losing your last Final Four to North Carolina. Uh, I mean, lose to North Carolina in your last home game and then to lose to North Carolina again in the Final Four. But it just couldn't have been uh, uh, drawn up. I mean, you couldn't have made that up. I don't know. It just. It just. And shout out to North Carolina because what were they? Eight seed. So they, they had they to were upset, the, they had they upset the a couple people. They upset the one seed in their side, and uh, yeah, they had to take out Baylor. Yeah, and, take out Baylor, and, and and pretty phenomenal. And they also took out UCLA, and then had to end the St. Peter season. Yeah, do you think the uh, the the big kid for North Carolina, Baycock, Baycock, I think his name, Baycock was his name. Yeah, was I, he an NBA NBA level talent? Was he predicted to get drafted? Because I know he he decided think, to come I, back. I was gonna. Say, I think he's. I think he decided now after after the tournament. I think he decided that he was going to declare for the draft. 
Oh, really? I thought I, he was I staying. So. I thought he I, was staying. Maybe he's uh, d- declaring for the draft and still going to keep his eligibility. But I thought he said he was coming back one year. Let me. I, I just want to see to make sure. You know, you know, if he does decide to come back, or guys that have one more year that are NBA okay, level. Actually, yeah, he he did say after the tournament uh, not too long ago. He said Armando Baycock is returned to UNC. Okay. Uh, and he's going to bypass the NBA for this so, year. So to tie that in. If he is an NBA-level player that probably would have got drafted or maybe get drafted in the second round, I'm not sure of his level, maybe late first round, I am not. I don't know exactly. But to decide to come back to a North Carolina or come back to any school in general, let's not just put it on this guy, how much NIL deals do you think he has? What is his monthly pay? I was going to say. What is his monthly pay to go back to North Carolina for that last year? You think it's 10000 a month? You think it's 5000 You think it's 20000 a month? I mean, I I'd like, like to get a breakdown of some of these guys' NIL monthly paychecks. Because um, I've been hearing numbers, uh, and, and some, of the, some of the numbers guys in the area, and I don't want to throw out anybody's business like that, but some of these numbers that they're throwing out for local guys that are at these colleges now is unbelievable. And I don't know, do they pay him by the month? Is it a lump sum? <laughs> do they give, hey, this is what we said for the year. Here's 300000 Like, Or is it like a bi-weekly, like a regular paycheck? Yeah, you get it every two weeks. What? It, any any way you would kind of put it, it's kind of scary because I know when I was in college, and I'm sure James, you the same way, we're like, we didn't have a dollar. You know, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden, okay, here's ten grand, or here's – not even ten grand. Here's $500. Like, you know, I just could – like, oh man, I'm set for the oh, next few weeks. Oh God, it just you know <laughs> for the month, five hundred back when we was in college with a we used to live five dollars at a time, trying to go to McDonald's to get that extra value meal or sneak in the back of old time grocery to Murph to give us the free po' boy, you know, and hot and spicy. Yeah, oh, oh. hot and spicy's went forever, man. That was a th- <laughs> shout oh. out my boy Larry Bridges out of New Orleans, man. He played with me at UL. Him and Antoine Landry knew all the specials. Uh, the two for threes at, at, at they would never get French fries. I'd go to Checkers or whatever. Y'all want something? I'll get y'all extra value. Man, nah, give me the two for three. You don't want any French fries? Nope. Just give me the Mm-mm. two. Then he hand me three dollars, and that's what it was. And <laughs> he 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 lived he lived off of that hot and spices and two for threes from uh, the Big Buford. I think it was back in the back in the day. Uh, Wendy's four for fours. Yeah, Wendy's four for four. That's when I go to Wendy's. I, I normally get the chicken sandwich meal, but my wife and my daughter they it's four for four. That's all they eat. Four for fours. You know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see like if they would actually break down those NIL deals. Uh, like you know, I don't really see everybody's, but like the top guy, I'd like to see the top ten guys. Yeah, because they because Alabama's know. quarterback, they said like as soon as it hit, I, I don't know who he signed with, but right. he it was a million dollar deal. Right, so you get the million dollar deal to play football, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to go to class anymore? You think it's going to get to that where, you know what, they just sign them and they're just at your school, but they don't go to school anymore? That's what I'm wondering because, like, Like, you know how with high schools, like, you don't necessarily have to be, like, the history teacher to or the English teacher to coach the basketball team. Right. Like, I remember when I was my freshman year at Como, I was trying out for the soccer team, and the coach was just a guy that came in. He wasn't – he wasn't – No, I'll tell you this, though, James, in high school – for soccer and a couple other sports, baseball, I think, too, you don't necessarily have to work at the school. Mm-hmm. But for football and basketball, basketball, you have to be. And probably baseball. Uh, uh, baseball, I don't think, unless they just changed rule. It used to be baseball, you didn't have to either, because I remember at St. Thomas More, they had a bunch of different volunteers over the year that were actually coaching the teams. But I could be wrong, they could have changed that. But I know for sure for basketball and football, uh, and a lot of times the soccer, which you're talking about, they have like a sponsor, which is somebody from the school, mm-hmm. but then they hire a coach, like an outside guy that maybe does. I don't think our soccer coach, uh, my last couple of schools actually worked at the school, but I wish that was the case. I wish I had just been the coach. Yeah, because uh, that's, uh, that's what I'm feeling like it's starting to, yeah, it, you're gonna it, have it could to turn make, into because right. it's you're gonna, like you're, 
if you're going to get paid like this, you almost, you're not going to be a, you're almost a professional by itself, right. but you're just in college. So it's like, do you just not have to go to class and, at that point? Like, do you, is there going to be like a separate program within the next five years where it's like, you don't have to be a student taking classes. All you have to worry about, like how Joe Burrow did. He, right. he had already graduated. Right. He's already done, but he came back for that one extra year in 2019. Yeah. So all, all he was doing was just focusing on football. Yeah. Well, see, so Joe Burrow in that situation, because the football way the football season lands, you, you know, basketball is different. So you're, so you become eligible or say you're eligible your first year. Say you go to college, James, you're about to play basketball. You have to get a certain amount of credits and a certain amount of uh, GPA that first semester mm-hmm. uh, to roll over to the second semester. Then at the end of your year, you have to have, a, I think it was, back when I played, it was 24 hours. Uh, you had to have at least 24 hours for the whole year uh, to be eligible for the next year. Well, football, like Joe Burrow, there is no second semester. Like he just was in school, like you're saying. So he came over when the transfer got to, uh, to LSU, and then he just had to maybe, he probably had to technically enroll in a couple classes. Uh, I'd like to know if he actually ever went to those classes. He probably didn't have to because it was half a year. Uh, once football season was over, it was over. He was going to the NFL draft. And uh, shout out to Joe Burrow, man. That's got to be one of the classic all-time, uh, you know, just, just, you know, career that he had. And what he did at LSU was unbelievable. Man, we're going to take a quick timeout. We'll be back. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look marvelous. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Today is the day that you join the game clubhouse. Not only is it free to join, but you will get the chance to win tremendous free gifts like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse. You can only score that $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So sign up today. All right, man. The last segment here, man. We're back covering in for my guy, Jordy Holberg. La- last couple of segments. Oh, no, we have two left. I'm sorry. There yeah, you yeah. go. Keep me straight, James. <laughs> and, and shout out to James, man. James just told me that uh, this guy's 22 years old, man. He has he has it rolling, man. He comes over here and he does. He's got his own show now. Him and him and my guy Miguez is the Miguez and Mess show, right? Yeah, crunch, right, after, right crunch, after this, huh? Yeah, crunch time with Miguez. So basically, and Mesh. I just kind of trained you a little bit. I warmed you up a little bit. Kind of, you, you just kind of had a session, I guess, of Brad Boy basketball. You had to keep me on point, make me sure I didn't hit the wrong button. Same thing you got to do with Miguez, right? Because I know he hits the wrong button sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we've had a few technical if issues you there. Yeah. Shout out my guy Miguez, who is a huge Raging Cajun fan, and uh, he just always has a wealth of knowledge with sports, and especially when anything that comes with UL. And, and another young guy, man. I was proud of both of y'all guys. And, and, and just I'm, I've known Miguez for a couple years now, and just meeting you over the last year with this. And I, 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 I'm big into, like, that excites me when I see the next person or like the next young guys like to get something and, and, and something that they like to do and rolling, especially like your own show like this. You got to show those guys love, uh, um, you know, and, and y'all are doing a great job. You kept me in track, man. And you got a good voice, too, uh, James. Like, yeah, I see you. The, uh, when you're uh, going over the, uh, you know, the ads or the commercials or whatnot. I always look up to see if it's a recording, but it's actually you just uh, it, just flowing. You got a good yeah, flow just with like, it, like Yeah, just right off top. When I, the first couple of times when, it's, when it, it's like I thought you pressed play and I looked like that, and I was like, no, he's actually he's actually talking. That was smooth. I mean, I know it's a talking if it's recording or not, but you're actually real smooth with it. So you got to, like they say, a voice for radio, you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
I like uh, how Kevin Foote says he doesn't have a va- he's got a he's got a face for radio. That, that. <laughs> uh, Shout out my guy Kevin Foote. I ain't speak to Kevin in a while though, but uh, you know it, 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 we got a good group over here at one hundred three seven. The game, man, you got some quality guys that bring a lot of knowledge throughout the day. Yeah, uh, we we definitely got our experience, but then we've also got the the young group that's, yeah, right. that's learning from right. the experience, and it's both ways. Those old guys are gonna hit you with some knowledge. And, and and some thumbs that we might might not know, but at the same time, us young guys, we keep them we keep them up on point. We keep them up to beat, you know. Yeah, we, keep, we, keep them updated with coming, what's going on. Right, right, and 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 it's good. It's it's a it's a good both ways. You're nipping at somebody's heels that uh you know that that's been in the game for a while, and then you could also learn from those guys as well. To uh, uh those guys crack me up anytime I get a chance to tune in. And uh, normally I listen a lot more during the summer when I'm off of school and not teaching during the day. Uh, to listen to one hundred three seven game the uh, for the for mostly all the shows. Are, are really good and and now that you guys you and uh, Miguez are running it from uh, what do y'all do four to six every day yeah four to six that's awesome man that's great shout out to you guys man for sure and we're back you know we're here the live at the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana's sports station and I know you just came in here and you said look this session we're gonna kind of go over this and this and this and and I forgot man yeah I well, I had actually posted a Little poll question. It's a, it's a little fun one. Oh it, yeah, it was go that, ahead. Yeah, it was yeah, that yeah, sandwich yeah. I had showed you. Right. I put it under. If you want to go look at our Twitter, or Facebook page, I did put it under the picture of the sandwich, and it was like, what What are you gonna What bite are you gonna go for next? Right. Are you gonna go for one where it's kind of like a little small nibble bite? There's two where it's pretty much the center. Right. Or do you want to go three where it's kind of like it kind of looks like the handle is kind of like sticking out. Right. And like for me, I would I would go bite number three. Right. That way it kind of evens out, and then I would knock out the rest of the bottom part of the right. sandwich. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, when you asked me the when you asked me that question when you walked up and you showed it to me right away, I said three, and you're like, oh yeah, three. To, exactly. You know, exactly. It, I'm a sandwich guy. Since I've been a little kid, my mom every morning on the way to school uh, before we left for school made me a ham sandwich. Believe it or not, and I tell kids that all the time. <laughs> How you got so tall, Coach Brad? And ham and cheese. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, no cheese. To- it had to be toasted bread okay. and mayonnaise mustard and, and ham. And it, if I was real lucky, my mom would put it in the skillet a little bit or heat it up in the microwave, heat the ham up a little bit, then throw it on the sandwich. Oh, my God. The ham and cheese, <laughs> uh, Zapp's potato chips, the craw taters, and, and a Coke or Dr. Pepper. You putting that Every- in the sandwich? No, no, no. I, I ate it oh, separately. I, okay. I didn't take it that level. I ate it separately, the uh, toasted bread and a good ham sandwich. But if you take bite two, you're not a sandwich connoisseur because if you take and bite two, you're gonna get the that's, mayonnaise and everything around the, the cheeks. You're gonna go in; it's gonna hit both sides of your cheeks, and you're gonna you're gonna look a little sloppy. So, and then one, you don't take no little bites of sandwiches, man. You go for the bites, you know. So three to me is the obvious. If you're looking at the uh, look, following it on Twitter on 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 the website uh, 1037 the game, you'll see the picture of the sandwich. Of what bite would you take next? And if you're a real sandwich eater, I'd be. Are they voting on that? Are yeah, is three in the lead. Please tell me three's in the lead. Yeah, we got we uh, well, actually no. A few people have voted as of as oh, of wow. late. It actually non sandwich eaters. Those guys are just guessing. <laughs> bite bite two is leading with almost fifty six percent, and then the rest of the votes are bite three. Wow. So bite two. So you got to go with the mayonnaise or the mustard on the side of your cheeks. I was going to huh? say they, that they're going to get all messy. Man, I was they don't eat say sandwiches. That's, that's supposed to be that's the best part of the sandwich is the middle because that's where all the good stuff right, is. Right. That's supposed you're supposed to leave on a high note. That last that throwing uh, last that, little middle that's bite. Like, <laughs> that's like a going. That's like going like sh- shoot around. Like you right. can't leave on a miss. You can't leave on a miss. Never leave. Get young kids out there that are listening to Coach Boyd and Coach Mesh over here. Don't never leave the gym on a miss. 
Even if you, even if even if Youngsville Sports Complex is saying it's time to go, one more you you uh, shoot until uh, you make it. Tim Robo Show, uh, shout out to Tim Robo Show runs the complex, so he's gonna let you shoot one more. And and if your parents are hot, let's go, let's go. Please tell them and say, look, man, Coach Brad said we can't leave <laughs> on a miss. They'll understand. They'll let you fire up uh, uh, one more, uh, you know, one more shot. I'm and telling it, you, man, when you brought up that sandwich, I was I am a, I'm a huge sandwich. Uh, I put my, you know what, you know my years of college, man. We lived together. We we we'd, we'd have like one little ice chest, uh, ice box in the room. Maybe a maybe a microwave, maybe a toaster, and I'll never forget. Now this is getting outside the ham sandwich, but this is tuna fish sandwich, okay? Uh huh. And I'll never forget when I put uh, a few of my guys on the tuna fish sandwich. Uh, Michael Southall for sure out of Wisconsin. Uh, Larry Bridges. I'm sure he's ate a uh, tuna fish sandwich before, but Larry was my uh, roommate for a couple of years, and and the way I made it, the amount of seasoning, the the, the I, I don't know, it just I just got a good tuna fish recipe that I put together. It's nothing fancy. It's literally like mayonnaise, mustard, a little bit of Tony's, mix it up. <laughs> the toast got to be right. I don't eat it on regular bread. You have to have the toast bread. Uh, uh, it just does something. But uh, give, give it that crunch whenever. But then whenever you oh, get yeah. to the, the cold tuna. Oh yeah, like I I remember South Hall came in the room and he goes, man, what is that? And you're like, you know, tuna fish looks disgusting if you don't know really what it is or you're just looking at it. And I said, oh, it's tuna fish, Mike. I put it on 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 toast. It's pretty good. And a lot of the seasoning. You know, you know how you like the seasoning now because you know he's from Wisconsin. We put him on Tony Sashries. We put him on New News and seasonings like that. Man, after he ate that tuna fish, that's all that guy would ask me to make. Man, make me one of them tuna fish sandwiches and. You know, that kind of hit off our our friendship uh, was over the tuna fish sandwich, man, me and uh, me and Big Southall, man. But we got to take a la- last break for the final timeout. We used all timeouts. I feel like I'm Coach Collins over there at Opelousas High School calling all his timeouts in the football game. But we're going to use this last timeout, the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Houston Astros finally come home as the defending American League champions and they will host the Los Angeles Angels at Minute Maid Park tonight. First pitch is set for 7-10, and you can listen to the game live on the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right, we're back. Now it's the last segment, right, James? Last segment, quick two hours. Man, really want to shout out you guys for bringing me over. Uh, I need to shout out my little niece and my nephew, Hudson and Lodi, in the car ride home from school in Dallas, Texas, or the Dallas area. And my brother asked him when he turned on the radio and asked him, who, who, who's this on the radio? And both of them said, LeBron James? <laughs> and they said, no, it's not LeBron, it's Uncle Brad. So I wanted to give them a shout-out. Uh, y'all be good at school. Have a good rest of the week. Tell BB, my mom, they call her BB. She's in Texas with them right now. So y'all make sure y'all taking care of BB and uh, give her a big hug and kiss for me when y'all get home today. And one minute left, man. It was a quick two hours. Like I said, thanks to these guys for bringing me over. Uh, if you missed... The info, man, go to bradboydbasketball.com. That'll give you all your basketball needs. Uh, you want to get into my basketball camps, we have two more camps in June, two more camps in July. I also train kids year-round, Tuesdays and Thursdays nights. You can hit me on the inbox on Facebook or Instagram, Coach Brad Boyd, on Twitter as Coach Brad Boyd underscore. Uh, any kind of basketball needs in the Cadiana area, I'm the guy you need to go to. Um, uh, for any of your training needs, like I said, basketball camp needs, uh, uh, give me a shout. 
Uh, thanks to 1037 The Game. Thanks to James. Thanks to Clint. Thanks to Raymond for reaching out. Really appreciate you guys. We sounding out. It's been a pleasure. Jordy, uh, thanks for letting me come take over your show, bro. See you soon. Y'all have a good one. Brad Boyd. Brad Boyd.